Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Bradana fretondo koshishe pregedene le pradana dana tariyasa pradana tilianda na. Father, thank you, Lord God, once again for a brand new day. Lord, I praise and bless your name this morning because you are a faithful God. I worship the beauty of your holiness. I worship you this morning as the King of Kings. Lord, as the great one who is sufficient, who is more than enough, I give you all the praise this morning. Be glorified forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. I worship you, O maker of heaven and earth. I worship you, O creator of everything. Lord, be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. We have come into your presence, Lord, just to bless you this morning. We have come into your presence to worship you. We have come into your presence, Lord, to learn in your presence. We ask, Lord, fill us with wisdom this morning. Give us understanding of the word and let your name alone be glorified. We give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Amen. All right. Let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Aye Nike. Yes, sharing this time with you. We continue our reading of the book. Yes, the book of Isaiah. I'm telling you, this one has been interesting. Like I have shared, the book of Isaiah is the most quoted book in the New Testament. Okay, uh, so by the time you count Isaiah, you count Jeremiah, you count the book of Psalms, I'm telling you, that is literally um, almost everything. I'm telling you, most people who speak in the New in the New Tem- Testament tend to reference, okay, what Isaiah has said, what Jeremiah has said, or what David has said, and then they mix it up with or it's joined to uh to the to the new experience that they are going through so in other words understanding the book of isaiah is the key to understanding the new testament It's the key i'm telling you to also understanding god so very important uh, please uh, read this book spend time meditating here and ask god to give you understanding and the lord will bless you in the mighty name of jesus yesterday we stopped on um, chapter 37 we intended to uh, take up to 38 but we couldn't so today we take chapters 38 39 and 40 chapters um 38 we'll see uh, there um ezekiah's sickness and recovery okay so i think one of the things that the book of isaiah had is the poem that that ezekiah wrote when okay after he recovered from his illness so yes we will see we will see that bit in chapter 39 okay we will see the babylonian envoy come to visit jerusalem and how ezekiah will take them around we we already read about this story okay but isaiah will add a bit okay and 
you know you will see the specific prophecies okay that god you know declares to declares to ezekiah at that time and then we will ask ourselves you know what was it what was the problem with ezekiah we will ask ourselves how he could have had that prophecy and still be happy okay and then finally in chapter 40 we'll see the special message that isaiah gives the people of god to comfort them and then isaiah goes on this long trail of writing you know a poem that i can only i'm telling you compare to what moses of or david himself had written isaiah was someone i'm telling you that encountered God. All right, please get your Bibles. Let's read the book of Isaiah chapters 38, 39, and 40 this morning. Chapter 38. The Bible says at about that time Ezekiah became deadly ill, and the prophets, uh, the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to visit him. He gave the king uh, this message this is what the lord says you know so one of the things i love most about reading the bible from various translation you know for those of us who came through the kjv and the new king james version you know that this you know uh, that very word is dot says the lord okay and that's what we have come you know uh, to be used to so that even when we want to prophesy we'll say dot says the lord and that's fine okay uh, but dot says the lord actually just means this is what the lord says to you mm-hmm. it says set your your affairs in order for you are going to die you will not recover from this illness so God tells him, God gives him a bad news, okay? So God, this prophecy had come, it's a bad news, but it's a good news at the same time, okay? And prophecies are very, very important because this prophecy comes to tell him that, look, you are going to die, but at least you have the time to set your house in order. Yes, set your house in order, uh, reconcile yourself with your, with your maker, you know, uh, and do the things that you needed to do. So at the same time, it was good news. It wasn't all bad news. It says you are going to die. Uh, you will not recover from this illness. So I say to someone this morning, okay, who think that our God does not speak uh, this way? There are people who, who think that uh, uh, when God speaks, okay, uh, it should always, it should always be good. Yes, I'm telling you, God is a good God. Yes, the Bible clearly says it, Uh, but I'm telling you, God can give you instructions telling you about things, things that are going to happen in the future, and I'm telling you, they could be challenging. They could be about danger. They could even be things that you you will call bad, but remember that He is the maker of heaven and earth, the Alpha and Omega, the one who sees what we cannot see okay so um we must always be able to trust god god tells ezekiah you are going to die okay if it was uh, during our own time the prophet would have come and said you are going to leave uh, because we don't want to say negative things we will say that it's negative confession no this is not negative confession it's a blessing I, ezekiah was going to have the opportunity to set his house in order 
2 says that when Ezekiah had this, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Okay, so the prophet told him, I'm sure most likely he was on his bed. You know, uh, the, the prophet was brought into his room and he gives him this message. This is what God is saying. You are going to die. Ezekiah heard this. He is disappointed and he just turns around, okay, facing the wall and talks to God. And I'm telling you, that is so, that is so wonderful for me, okay? For a lot of people, like I have shared again and again, when we get bad news, when we are faced with challenges, when we've received the doctor's report, the first person we will turn to is to turn to a neighbor or turn to a, to, to a loved one. And that is fine. I'm telling you, that is, not, that is not bad. I'm not saying that is bad. But I'm telling you that as soon as possible, be able to bring God into the situation. Ezekiah immediately turns to God and prays. Three says, remember, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and have served you single, single-mindedly, uh, always doing what pleases you. Then he broke down and wept bitterly. I'm telling you, he was weeping and God, I'm telling you, changes his mind. Yes, God changes his mind. I know that there are those who, who say that God does not change his mind. Read your Bible. Read your Bible very well. Be a Bible student. There are many times in the Bible when God changed his mind. Okay? God changed his mind. So God changes his mind. Then uh, this message came to Isaiah from the Lord. Go back to Ezekiah and tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life and I will rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. Yes, I will defend this city. Remember, God already had given his word that he was going to defend the city, but this was a different message. Okay, coming to Ezekiah's, you know, personally, that look, I'm going to give you 15 extra years. So listen this morning. God can change his mind. Okay, don't stand there like some people do. Dot CS the Lord. Okay, dot CS the Lord. God said that 10 years ago, you know, 20 years ago. Dot CS the Lord. This is what God told me. Okay, I agree that was what God told you. What is God saying today? Answer that question. If you can tell me what God is saying to you today, ah, please go on ahead and run. Run with dot see at the Lord. But if you cannot tell me what God is saying to you today, ah, <laughs> for some people, I'm telling you, they are just running with the wrong instruction. So God tells him that I'm going to add 15 more years to your life and I'm going to rescue you and defend defend the city seven says and this is the sign from the lord to prove that he will do as he promised i will cause the sun's shadow to move 10 steps backward on the sundial of ahaz so the shadow on the sundial moved backward 10 steps and of course naturally you know that that should be impossible okay that should literally literally be impossible okay but god does it because he is the one who is able to do the impossible scripture says there is nothing impossible for him so but 
thinking back, okay, God gives him extra 15 years. Were these years years of blessings? Were these years, would you say, okay, God changes his mind because Ezekiah asked him, should God have changed his mind? Okay, because in these 15 years, actually, at the point at this particular point one of the reasons why ezekiah was crying was because he was at least let me not say childless he didn't have a son okay he didn't have someone that was going to take his throne so most likely one of his brothers yes one of his brothers or his uncle would have needed to become king so i'm sure one of the reasons why ezekiah was crying was that lord ah I don't have a child yet. I don't have a son yet who will take my place. And he was crying, Lord, remember me for the things I have done. Uh, and so God gives him that 15 years. And in these 15 years, he would have this boy called Manasseh. Wow. Ah, what Manasseh did and accomplished. Ezekiah's bone, I'm telling you, will turn in the grave. It, they will literally turn in the grave. You remember I told you that Manasseh was the one who killed the prophet Isaiah. Yes, he sonned the old, old man. He cut him into two. Yes. And was, in my opinion, maybe one of the most terrible, terrible king of Israel. Yes, he, he, he repented, you know, towards, towards the end, but the, 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 the mortal danger, the mortal things that he had committed, I'm telling you, God refused that no i will not forgive i will not forgive i will not forgive jerusalem i will not forgive judah agreed though that god already prophesied you know to ezekiah you know what we will see it in the next chapter of what was going to happen okay but it didn't have to come as quickly as it did or maybe come in the timing you know it came i'm telling you you have seen it here god does change his mind especially when people change their ways okay so we'll ask ourselves was it a blessing or was it a curse so let's take ezekiah's poem that is in verse 9 says when ezekiah uh, was well again he wrote this poem i said in the prime of my life must i now enter the place of the dead am i to be robbed of the rest of my years i said never again will i see the lord god while still still in the land of the living never again will i see my friends or be with those who live in this world my life has been blown away like a shepherd's tent in a storm it has been uh, cut short as when a weaver cuts uh, cuts cloth from from a loom suddenly my life was over i I waited patiently all night, but I was torn apart as though uh, by lions. Suddenly, my life was over. Delirious, I chattered. I chattered uh, like like a swallow or or a crane, and then I moaned like a morning dove. My eyes grew tired of looking to heaven for help. I am in trouble, Lord help me okay so it meant that obviously ezekiah was praying praying through his sickness and asking god you know for deliverance he said my eyes grew tired of looking to heaven for help i am in trouble lord help me i remember then the message came you are going to die 
so now you understand why it was he was crying says but what could i say for he himself sent this sickness now i will walk humbly uh, throughout my years because of this anguish i have felt as Gaia, god did not send this sickness to you don't make that mistake 16 says lord your discipline is good for it leads to life and health you restore my health and allow me allow me to live yes this anguish was good for me for you have rescued me from death and forgiven all my sickness ezekiah says that this anguish i have gone through okay what is good for me or was good for me now okay so i said um ezekiah don't make the mistake it's not god who sends the sickness okay god could have allowed it god steps out of the way and the sickness came it didn't come from god okay so the sickness came to test him the sickness literally came to tempt him but ezekiah said whatever anguish i have gone through was good is good for me and i'm telling you big lessons for us also this morning i don't know what anguish you are going through i don't know what temptation and tests you are personally going through don't let it be a time to run away from the lord let it be a time you know to learn more and more about god that god is faithful he says yes this anguish was good for me for you have rescued me from death and forgiven all my sins he says for the dead um cannot praise you they cannot raise their voices in praise those who go down to the grave can no longer hope in your faithfulness only the living can praise you as i do today each generation tells of your faithfulness to the nest think of it the lord is ready to heal me i will sing his praises with instruments every day of my life in the temple of the of the lord isaiah okay had said to Ezekiah's servant, make an ointment from figs. Okay, so yes, before that, so wonderful poem. Okay, Ezekiah was just coming out, you know, just praising God for what God has, you know, has done for him. So Isaiah had said to Ezekiah's servant, make an ointment from figs and spread it over the boil, and Ezekiah will, re- will recover. And Ezekiah had said, what sign will prove that I will go to the temple of the Lord? Okay, so they, spoil, they, they spread the ointment um, over the boil, we know that Ezekiah recovers. We also know that uh, Ezekiah asks for that sign from God, and God turns, you know, the shadow back by ten dials. Okay, let's move on to chapter thirty-nine. Chapter thirty-nine: The envoy from Babylon will come. Remember that the Babylonians will be the one to eventually carry off Judah into exile. Also, remember that at this time the Assyrians were the superpowers of the world. Okay, so but. This envoy comes from comes from 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 Babylon at that time. Okay, you would have thought them not powerful or not important. But let's see the lesson to learn here. Says soon after this, Merodach Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent Ezekiah his best wishes and a gift. He had heard that Ezekiah had been very sick and that he had recovered. Ezekiah was delighted with the Babylonian envoy and showed them everything in his treasure houses, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the aromatic oil. He also took them to see his armory and showed them everything in his royal 
treasures, treasuries, and there was nothing in his palace or kingdom that Ezekiah did not show them. The question is, why did Ezekiah do this? Why take strangers to see strangers to see everything that you have? Show them your weaknesses, show them your strength, show them the things that you know, are valuable to you. Okay, and that was what Ezekiah Ezekiah did. Maybe we will probably never be able to find an answer to this. Maybe when we stand with Ezekiah, you know, at the judgment, we will be able to ask him, "Why did you do? Why did you do this?" But yes, Ezekiah showed the enemy everything every single thing verse 3 then isaiah the prophet went to king Ezekiah and asked him what did those men want where were they from Ezekiah replied they came from the distant land of babylon so in Ezekiah's mind babylon is very far okay the enemy is very far this enemy cannot touch me and i'm telling you that's the mistake some of us make we think the enemy is so far away that thing that will bring you down that habit you think is far okay it is not that a problem okay are uh, you are playing and you are toying with you know god won't i'm telling you god wants ezekiah ah this is your downfall no you made a big mistake ezekiah replied he says they came from the distant land of babylon says what did they see in your palace asked isaiah i don't know whether ezekiah was drunk at this time like i said we will ask him at the judgment so what did they see in your palace asked isaiah they saw everything ezekiah replied i showed them everything i owned all by royal treasuries why Ezekiah, why? Since then, Isaiah said to Ezekiah, listen to this message from the Lord of Heaven's armies. At the time is coming when everything in your palace, all the treasures stored by your ancestors until now will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your very own sons will be taken away into exile. They will become eunuchs who will serve in the palaces of of the Babel of Babylon's king. Ha! Huh. So just imagine you were the one that received this message. You have been told that you know the time is coming where of course the time is coming that was the message and that's how we will understand verse 8. Okay? Because the Bible will tell us there that Ezekiah was happy. Okay? So just imagine that you received this message. You know, I'm sure the first thing that should grip your mind is apprehension. Ah, we are doomed for. The day is coming that we will be carried off into exile. Okay? I'm sure that would be your own response, right? But Ezekiah was different. It says that Ezekiah said to Isaiah, This message you have given from the Lord is good. How is this message good? It says, For the king was thinking, At least there will be peace and security during my time. So that tells us something of the kind of person that Ezekiah was. Because they told him that even some of your own son, I'm sure he feels that it's not going to be my direction. Maybe my grandsons. Maybe my great-grandsons. Of course, he didn't get to see even his grandson. Manasseh, you know, was um, maximum 15 years, okay? Or 14 to 15 years uh, by the time by the time Ezekiah passes on. So he didn't get to see didn't get get to see his his his, his, his even his grandson. But I'm telling you, um Manasseh wasn't the one carried into exile, okay? So you will say maybe his great-grandson was the one that was then carried off into exile. But he still felt that, look, eh? anyway, that was fine. Yes, 
that was fine at least it will not happen in my time and i'm telling you showed the sadness and the complacency that ezekiah ezekiah had he had been given 15 extra years he didn't use his 15 years very well hallelujah all right let's take isaiah chapter 40 this one is uh, a comfort for god's people we'll see out what to learn from it and then we will see this wonderful message that isaiah gives us about god i'm telling you you can learn you can spend a month just reading this this one chapter alone it says uh, comfort comfort my people says your god speak tenderly to jerusalem tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned yes the lord has punished her twice over for all her sins now i'm prophesying this morning over somebody comfort comfort for you in the name of jesus i declare that the days of sadness have gone ah because the lord is set to show you mercies i declare that the days of sadness have gone in the mighty name of jesus three says listen it's the voice of someone shouting clear the way through the wilderness for the lord make a straight path make a straight highway uh, through the wasteland for our god of course you know that this is a messianic uh, um, verse okay that verse 3 was what john the baptist accomplished he says listen it's the voice of someone shouting the voice of the person shouting was the voice of john the baptist clearing the way through the wilderness for the lord make a straight highway through the wasteland for our god is this fill in the valleys and level the mountains and hills straighten the curves and smooth out the rough uh, places it says then the glory of the lord will be revealed and all people will see it to- together the lord has spoken i'm telling you of course you know that there is one one powerful a cappella that comes you know from this one verse and of they shall see together for the mouth of the lord has spoken it yes you know very powerful very f- powerful a cappella that comes right right from from this bed verse but it was the message okay it was john the baptist fulfilling his calling of clearing and making the way straight and, and ready for jesus the messiah to be able to come it is a voice said shout i asked what should i shout it is shout that people are like the grass their beauty fades as quickly as the flowers in in the field the grass withers and the flowers fade beneath uh, the breath of of the of the lord and so it is with people the grass wither and the flower fades away but the word of our god stands forever so i'm telling you this morning flower okay naturally grass naturally withers and that's what people are people also we that people give up strength okay they give up in terms of you know they can't just last forever only god is everlasting only his word is everlasting so that tells you who to put your trust in not in man oh not in man they are like grass put your trust inside in god put your trust inside in his word he says but the word of our god stands forever says O zion messenger of good news shout from the mountain tops shout it louder O jerusalem shout and do not be afraid 
tell the towns of Judah, your God is coming. Yes, the Messiah is coming. He says, your God is coming. Yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. As see, he brings his reward with him as he comes. Okay, when Isaiah says that when he comes to rule with power, and he says he, will, he brings his reward with him, we know that he is talking about the second coming of 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 jesus the second coming of the messiah because when jesus came he didn't come he didn't come like this he didn't come to accomplish accomplish uh, this first part of his of of his calling but we know that at his second coming yes you will literally see the see this he brings his reward with him as he comes he will feed his feed his flock like a shepherd he will carry the lamb in his hand holding them close to his heart he will gently lead the mother sheep uh, with with their with their young now listen to this i'm telling you you can spend a month on this one i don't know how quickly we can go verse 12 says who else has held the oceans in his hands who has who has measured off the heavens with his fingers who who can you answer that of course no one but god is a who else knows the weight of the earth or has weighed the mountains and hills on a scale no one else but the one who made the heavens and the head 13 says who is able to advise the spirit of the lord who knows enough to give him advice or teach him no one no one surely he says as the lord ever needed anyone's advice does he need instruction about what is good did someone teach him what is right or show him the path of justice i'm telling you of course not possible he says no for all the nations of the world are but a drop in it in the bucket i'm telling you all the nations of the world are literally like a drop in the bucket of god what i see there if all the nations of the world are literally like a drop in his bucket that tells you how great this god is okay uh, how great it, because all the nations of the world they mix up all of us put together it says that we are literally like a drop of water in his bucket it says they are nothing uh, more than dust on the scale it picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of sand did you hear that all the wood in lebanon's forest and all lebanon's animals would not be enough to make a burnt offering worthy of our god it says the nations of the world are worth nothing to him in his eyes they count for less than nothing mere emptiness and and truth what i am seeing here is the greatness of god yes isaiah was talking about how marvelous and how great god was he says to whom can you compare god what image can you find to resemble him can he be compared to an idol formed in a mold overlaid with gold and decorated with silver chains or if uh, people are too poor for that they might at least uh, choose wood that, that won't decay and a skilled craftsman to carve an image that won't fall down said haven't you heard don't you understand are you deaf to the words of god the words he gave are before the world began are you so ignorant god sits above the circles of the earth i'm telling you he sits literally above the circles of the earth and he judges right from there god sits above the circles of the earth the people below seems like grasshoppers to him he spreads out the heavens like a curtain and make his tent uh, uh, and make his tent 
extent from them. It judges the, the great people of the world and brings them all to nothing. They hardly get started. They barely take in root when it blows on them and they wilder. The wind carries them off like chaff. He says, to whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Hacks the Holy One. I'm telling you, that is the question we are going to ask ourselves as we go today. Who can we compare to God? He says, look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? Of course, God. He brings them out like an army, one after the other. Stars here is not just physical stars. He is talking about stars in terms of angels. He says, he brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. So each of the stars have a name. Each of the angels have a name. He says, because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. Oh, Jacob, can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, can you say God ignores your rights? Ah, he says, have you never heard? Have you never, uh, have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all, of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. He says, even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. He says, but those who trust in, in the Lord will find new strength. They will swear eye on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, Isaiah was saying something very, very important. I know that the, what we focus on at the last part of this chapter will talk about how those who wait on God do not become weary. It says they will, they will grow in strength. And that is very, very wonderful. But it comes from understanding who the person of God is. When you want to wait on someone, when you are waiting on somebody, you know how important, okay, maybe that person is a dignitary right yes so isaiah was telling is is trying to tell us here okay we need to understand god needs to give us a revelation of his person of who he is who can we compare to him and that's the question i'm asking someone this morning there is no one you can compare to god okay who can you compare to god will you compare him to a lecturer will you compare him to your father will you compare him to a king to 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 the head of a government a president or maybe who can you compare uh, to god he says all the nations are like a drop of water from his bucket or is dust on his scale i'm telling you this god is great and we can pray Praise him this morning. So I want you to pray. Lord, give me a revelation of who you are in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, give me a revelation. Open my eyes to who you are, Lord, so that I can wait on you, so that I can renew my strength in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, give us a revelation of who you are. Help us to understand that you are more than enough. Help us to understand that, Lord, there is nothing impossible for you to do. Help us to understand that you are Yahweh. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.